You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Be Strong, Be Positive podcast right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPay, delighted to be your host as always. A very special guest in this week's episode, I'm joined by Caitlin Nutt. Caitlin, it's a pleasure to welcome you onto the show, thanks for joining me. Thanks very much for having me. No worries, how are you? I'm good, thanks, how are you? Not bad at all, it's been a, a weird year. I think we can, we can agree on that, what you've been up to in the, the year, how's it been for you? Oh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I was furloughed for like the first four months I think it was. Um and obviously at the start we were like, oh, it's just gonna be three weeks. So I was loving I was loving being off work for three weeks. I was like, this is great, I'm shining, I've got three weeks to do whatever I want, and then yeah, just sort of got worse from there, didn't it? <laughs> Definitely. It's been it's been like that for a full year. What obviously you you started the, the mind over matter. What what inspired you to do that? And just talk talk to us a bit about what that is. Uh yeah, so Minds Over Matter it's been open for it'll be two years this month actually. Um, basically, so I started that in March two years ago, and that was because I had like a really bad like experience with the NHS, basically, um, and their sort of support that they were given. Um, and at the time when I opened Men's Own Matter, like there was a big spike in suicide cases in Ayrshire. Um, I'd done like some fundraising for other mental health charities. I'd done like a skydive uh, when I was eighteen. Right. And I held like a black tie event. Um and also that was fine, it's going to charities and things, but I wasn't seeing where the money was going. I didn't know who it was helping and things. So yeah, just randomly one night it was like, I wonder if I could just open like a drop-in centre. I thought it would maybe have like a handful of people at it. <clears throat> um and then we had like an opening night literally like a week later. It was just all happened really quickly. Um and about forty-five people I think turned up oh. uh, to the opening night. So that was sort of like the starting point of this is clearly going to be needed um yeah. and it's just been a weekly thing since then but obviously during lockdown we had to shut um we were open for a wee while just before christmas but we had to shut again when they put us back into lockdown again so i'm not even sure when we can open um like for the actual in-person meetings as such we're obviously still messaging people and checking up and things but actually having face-to-face meetings is non-existent right now yeah and what was the kind of what was the kind of reason for it like as, as well was it just was it to be like to give people a chance to talk was that more looking like at more yeah, than more like to break the stigma and uh, i knew a lot of people that were struggling that weren't asking for help um yeah. whether they were like embarrassed to speak to like a professional or i don't know um they just could come with their friends and things uh, we had a lot of people came with their mums and just came with friends um we had an age restriction on it that it was over 14s um could come without an adult but obviously younger kids have came we've had people as young as seven coming uh i was i was in the waiting list for emergency counseling right three years ago now and that was meant to be like a six-week waiting list and i waited nine months for that so there was a big huge palaver over all that um and obviously if i was an emergency counselor i wondered how long people were actually waiting for just regular counselling as well um, that had asked for help and weren't obviously getting it so I thought if I could have somewhere that I could have professionals could come and offer their time for free basically to support people and um, we had two mental health nurses we've had a counsellor like a CBT therapist and things so 
basically just a, a safe space that folk weren't going to get judged at that could just come and spill their hearts out basically. Brilliant. What's it, what's it been like during lockdown? What, what have you been kind of doing differently to kind of help people during lockdown in different circumstances? Uh, in the first lockdown, like last April, May sort of time, um, obviously that was when we had just shut. So we were having loads and loads of messages like, how are we going to cope with this? Like parents are worried for the kids that were off school and that's in the friends. Um, people were messaging us saying they were suicidal and there wasn't an awful lot we could do with services being shut as well. So uh, I took over my mum's living room and made up over 100 bags uh, filled with like self-care things, um, distraction things, like games. I can't even remember what was all in them. There was about 10 to 15 like items in each bag uh, and then we hand-delivered them round about like southeast and North Ayrshire to I think it was like 120 people we got and families um, just to give them something to do basically with either themselves or with family and we put um, like a list of resources in there and like numbers they could phone if they needed support or like websites and apps and things that they could access during lockdown when the services weren't available so we've done that for a while uh, we were trying to do like a another batch of them because we had obviously limited funding um but then grow coffee and Irvin done a fundraiser and we got some of the cash so we were going to do another batch of them but obviously then I got taken back into work and I can't exactly see the other girls that helped me run it so there wasn't an awful lot of time so hopefully I'll be able to do that maybe next month um and apart from that just been messaging people doing like video calls uh, we couldn't really do like group calls just for confidentiality reasons and things yeah. but calls and messaging just to check up and uh, doing like a timetable on the Facebook page to try and get people outside or doing fitness just keep them distracted basically yeah see like as well was that for you like what's some of your ways of kind of coping I think like if you're having a bad day which some of your kind of best coping mechanisms to have a to kind of go over a bad day <laughs> I'm not really good at coping, <laughs> coping right. very well. I get a lot of bad panic attacks, so I went right. to counselling again a few months. Um, I got referred, be referred to counselling, which for myself, I know I shouldn't have felt guilty for that, uh, but I didn't want to be be referred sort of thing. Like I thought I was completely over it, but my counsellor basically taught me to um, distract myself with fitness. So I do um, weightlifting and things. Um, also, I started doing drawing. Right, okay. which art therapy is really good so we try and do that at the drop-ins as well um, and breathing exercises which sounds really cliche but that's probably one of the most important things that calms me down and helps other people as well and see obviously when starting the house like every day you, like, you go on walks yeah. and things like that you've been finding that helpful I didn't really go walks at all during the first lockdown <laughs> so I myself in the house more or less um, right. but since new year um, I go a lot of walks try and get like the steps in as they say during the day um but yeah i've been trying to get out and explore new places but it's quite hard when you can't really go further afield really with the restrictions and things but getting outside really really benefited me brilliant I see like obviously doing doing mind over matter how important have like people been that have helped you helped you with it like you know people have supported you and backed you for the start how important have they been yeah we actually had one of the girls that's now the co-director as such um once we registered it she came along to the first night when we opened, um, just actually just to get support. Right. Uh, and she's now one of the co-directors and helps me run the group. And um, one of the girls was also, she comes and does like massages and everything uh, once like, every week, basically. Um, and even though she can't do that because of the lockdown, she 
made up little bags and delivered them to people. Um, she's one of the committee members as well. <coughs> I got six of us in the committee, seven of us in the committee, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, there's a, seven of us in the committee and they're really good with doing the messaging and like bouncing back ideas and things. And when, I mean, I've not been well a few times when we've actually held the drop-ins and they've just picked it up straight away and just went, it's fine, we'll do it. Like seeing to everybody, organising activities and things. So even people that are not on the committee, like my friends, my mum, bless her, trying to take over the living room with all the bags and stressing out, she's really been helpful. Um, and even my work and things that like they've done, helped me with the fundraising and, um, yeah, even people that I don't even know that message all the time, like you're doing such a great job and things. It's really helped with Mindful Matter, but also helped me with like, the self-esteem sort of thing. Yeah, and are you, job-wise, are you kind of doing all right with that? Is it some days kind of tough, tougher than others? Yeah, um, obviously I was furloughed. I work in a lawyer's office, so it's quite stressful, but I went back last June uh, like to match a full-time job, but <laughs> obviously COVID and things, we're, even, we're still in the office just now, just we can do our work from home. So it's stressful coming back to that and then coming home to try and sort out Men's Oil Matter when we can't have drop-ins. And yeah, it's not been an easy year, but we're getting there. <laughs> Definitely. What's, what do you do in your kind of spare time? Like how do you, what kind of things do you enjoy doing in your spare time? Like watching films, TV shows, what's, what's some of the things you, you like doing? I don't have the attention span to watch a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I get too distracted. Um, I got myself a coach in the new year, so he writes me like meal plans and training things. Um, I'm hoping to maybe do like a um, bodybuilding competition next year, so Brilliant. trying to force myself to eat more basically. <laughs> uh, not, sounds awful, but I'm really awful at trying to remember to eat my meals and things. Um, so that's basically what I do most of the time: is just like training, going my walks, uh, and doing drawing. I've been doing some digital drawing. Recently, trying to like try something new, basically, to which helps mentally as well. But I don't have the time, I don't have the patience to sit and watch a TV show or something myself unless I'm watching it with somebody else. <laughs> Brilliant. We also talk about back to like school days as well. Like, where did you? How did you go on at school? And what was the kind of social social side of that like for you? Um, I wouldn't say I'm the smartest person ever. Like, I done okay in my exams and things, but. Um, I basically picked subjects at school that my friends were in because I didn't like being by myself. Um, I didn't like feeling lonely and things, and I wasn't really good at making new friends. Uh, I didn't have much confidence in things. Like, I wouldn't say I wasn't popular, but I wasn't outgoing as such. Like, I didn't really like going to house parties and didn't really do, like doing that sort of thing. Um, and when I was in my sixth year at school, I was really unwell. Like, I was in and out of hospital and things. So. I didn't even get to set my sixth year exams. I had an unconditional to go to uni and do nursing. Right. Uh, and I wasn't physically well, so I couldn't do that. So I just sort of turmoiled from there. Like, didn't really speak to any of my friends in sixth year because I wasn't at school. Um, and yeah, the social side was probably non-existent, just sort of locked myself away. So I think that's where the whole me, with my mental health sort of went downhill was probably the end, the end of school. Yeah, and do you think there still is a stigma? Like, obviously, the, the past couple of days with mental health has been, been in the news a lot. Like, do you still think there is a big stigma with mental health? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think people <laughs> are, we should be talking and things. And but then when someone does open up, the backlash of that is quite bad. Like, I remember when I first opened Mental Matter, I had said, I think it must be on Facebook or something. <laughs> I did open up about like my mental health and things. 
and I was getting messages saying like I was attention seeking um I had never been suicidal like I had never had all these mental health issues and I remember just breaking down to my mum thinking like I can't open like a mental health organisation sort of thing if people don't believe me and don't yeah. like believe my values and things um so I started thinking if they're thinking I'm attention seeking like what are people saying behind my back and things but I think that's what stops a lot of people from speaking out is just thinking of what other people are going to say once they've done that it's not even the seeking support it's not having it once you've asked for it definitely going forward what's the what would, what would be the plans for nines over matter like are you keen to do it do more when obviously lockdown ends but like outgoing and bringing people together yeah um obviously <coughs> we've got our, the drop-ins back open and things we did have one open in Cumnock as well as air um but the funding got drawn for that so we had to shut that one down because we didn't have a venue basically but yeah. Hopefully now that we're all registered and we're actually like a company and things now, um, we can maybe open other venues and have people running them for me because obviously I can't be in all these yeah. <laughs> all these places. But I can maybe have extra ones, um, and hopefully we're all going to get like the volunteers will get training, whether that's like CBT training or counselling training or something, just so that we can help more people. But I went and put yourself. What's your plans for the future? I just sort of <laughs> roll with it. Um, I don't know how far I can take Minds Over Matter. Like I would love to be a counsellor eventually. Um whether that can make it go full time or not, I'm not sure. But I would like to do more with the mental health side of things. Um <coughs> that I wanted to do nursing when I left school. That was my unconditional I had for uni and obviously I couldn't do that. Um so I'd still like to be in the sort of that sector of things, but more the mental health side. But I think I'd have to get myself make sure I was hundred percent before I dived into that without because I don't want to <laughs> the whole cup half empty sort of thing yeah, definitely but yeah just sort of roll with it and see where it takes me but it's been an absolute pleasure to be on Caitlin I've really enjoyed it thanks very much for talking thank to you me. very much all the best for the future and thanks, best very all the thanks very much cheers yeah.